Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, David, you're right. We can all agree on Billy Joel. Everyone loves Billy Joel. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, Paul and Jordana. Whew, just did an hour on abortion. And Oof. if you want to hear both sides of that and them explained and no yelling involved, just thoughtful questions and thoughtful answers, use the Odyssey app and the Rewind feature, and you can hear all of that. The president of Planned Parenthood locally, as well as um, a doctor and a professor at a local university talking about the um, the other side. I don't like using the word pro-life because I think everybody's pro-life. So I, I think it's just anti-abortion. Ah, but Everybody's pro-life, yeah. George? Wait, everybody, I'm writing this down. Everybody, what? everybody what? appreciates Stop life. Stop it, you everybody two. That was last hour. <laughs> Stop it and move I know. on. Turn the page. Move forward. All but right, yeah, moving We on. had a civil conversation and we'll we keep it going as best we can. We did. Uh, joining us now is Mark Fry. Mark is uh, coming in from the newsroom. Hi, Mark. We can see you here on our video stream that we have among the three of us. And you're covering the story that the Special Olympics is going to be in Minnesota. That's a big win. Yeah, 2026. What a special announcement today. You could just feel the energy. They announced it inside Huntington Bank Stadium, the home of the Golden Gopher football team. And there was just an energy. I think people were just happy to be back in a in a room together as reporters that we haven't been in person press conferences for a long time. So they're slowly coming back. But what an announcement for the state, for the city, and for these athletes here in Minnesota and the Special Olympics. It's just a, it's a good thing to be celebrating, and we got four years to look forward to it being here. Mark, I don't mean to ambush you, but I will. When Have we ever hosted Special Olympics before in the Twin Cities? So the original first Special Olympics, I believe, was held in 2006 down in beautiful Ames, Iowa. So uh, it got close okay. to us. Back in 1991, the Twin Cities hosted the International Special Olympics, and that drew around 130,000 fans. And in 2026, they're expecting around 115,000 fans and, um, you know, 4,000 athletes, 10,000 volunteers, 1,500 wow. coaches. So uh, 115,000 people altogether. So it'll be a big impact here for the Twin Cities and just the state as uh, the Golden Gophers and everyone, they use the, the venues there for their events. So it's just going to be a, a great, a great atmosphere, great event. And a big boon economically, as you mentioned, there's going to be a big impact. Um, are there any thoughts to safety and security protocols, um, not only because we've had trouble in downtown, but also via COVID? Right. And that was one of the things I think people were asking about the Women's Final Four. And I think the success of the Women's Final Four has really compelled a lot of places to look at the Twin Cities as a destination. And that's going to be the thing over the next couple of years. I mean, this is still four years out and a lot can change within the next week when it comes to security here. But they did not mention any sort of concerns about uh, what this could mean for security, just because I think there is such a long time between now and 2026 that uh, who knows what it's going to look like tomorrow. Sure. sure. <laughs> and and again, Mark, just to be clear, the venue, is it, it's the U of M? 
Yeah, so the U of M is considered the host for this. So uh, that means they're going to be able to use the housing, the dining, the medical facilities, and all the venues where the athletes uh, will compete. And that they will host different events and games throughout Twin Cities venues. They didn't announce today what other venues are going to be using because I think contracts and stuff are still being worked out but i was Got talking it. to some of the special olympic athletes and they were just so excited about being able to come and compete in their home state a lot are going down to the special olympic usa games in orlando here at the start of june and i think obviously the the warmer destination orlando probably pretty yeah. fun but why not compete in front of your family and friends here in minnesota i mean that's so it was so cool to hear yeah. how excited they were very cool very cool. Mark Fry. Oh, it, it is very exciting and certainly something to look forward to. So we're happy to report on good news, positive things in Minnesota. So thank right. you, Mark. Exactly. No problem. Happy Friday. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Hey, uh, George, I know you have an electric vehicle. I have an electric thank vehicle. You. I still mm-hmm. have a gas-powered vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I all too. my vehicles, mm-hmm. but um, I think the world is gradually, slowly going electric for a number of good reasons. Some people bring up uh, thoughtful questions about environmental impact when it comes to producing electric vehicles, specifically the batteries. How environmentally friendly are they from moment of production all the way through the life cycle of an electric vehicle versus a gas-powered vehicle? Uh, A lot of our listeners had questions, and I wanted to track down the expert who could answer those questions. When we come back, Brendan Jordan, he's VP Transportation at Great Plains Institute, and he's going to tell us all about EVs when we come back on CCO. Paul and Jordana and DJ on Friday. Hope your Friday is going well. Hope you can uh, sneak outside or camp outside. It is weather perfection out there right now. The Twin Cities Mm -hmm. Auto Show coming up on May 14th. It runs from the 14th to the 22nd at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Uh, There will be at least 17 different EVs out there, including the Ford Lightning, the F-150, the electric version. And you can drive most of these EVs and just get a feel for what it's like. People are skeptical, and I get that when it comes to electric vehicles. And I say, look, suspend your disbelief before you hate on EVs. Drive one, because it may change how you feel about electric vehicles. Joining us now is Brendan Jordan. He's joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. He is VP Transportation of Fuels at Great Plains Institute and also involved with Drive Electric MN. Brendan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Paul. Absolutely. And Look, I uh, I know you're high on EVs, too. The number one source of greenhouse gases is uh, transportation sector. So electrifying planes, trains, automobiles, buses, uh, that's, that's a big part of getting us to uh, reduce our, our greenhouse gas emissions. And I found that interesting. More methane, more CO2 emitted through transportation. A lot of that is commuting than you know, generating electricity or even agriculture. So I'm just curious uh, what you think specifically about the environmental impact. One of our listeners said, 
Paul, I'm curious if you've compared the worldwide environmental impact of the production and use of EVs versus gas-powered vehicles. This comes up a lot, you know, about the batteries and what goes into the batteries and are they recyclable. How do you answer that question, Brendan? Well, Paul, there's, there's pretty clear answers here when it comes to the relative greenhouse gas impact of electric vehicles versus gasoline or diesel vehicles. Great Plains Institute has done some research looking at this issue um, specific to Minnesota because, of course, it matters how you produce the electricity. So we looked at the average grid impact in Minnesota of of charging an EV, and we looked at specific utilities like Excel. Uh, so for for uh, most customers in the Twin Cities, that's that's your utility, and we found that in in the Excel service territory an EV is going to do about 65% better than a gasoline vehicle. Uh, in the rest of the state, it's about 53% better. And and you can do much better if you want to buy uh, electricity from a uh, renewable electricity program like WindSource, or, uh, of course, people have the opportunity to, to integrate uh, solar EV charging by putting on rooftop solar. So it's, it is clearly better, and it's it's getting better all the time. You know, Paul, you mentioned that transportation is now the largest source. It didn't used to be. Electricity used to be the largest source, but the electric grid is getting cleaner and cleaner year after year. Uh, You know, Minnesota Excel is committed to uh, being totally decarbonized by 2050. So EVs are cleaner and, and getting cleaner all the time. Okay. Hey, Brendan, it's Jordana. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm curious to know, I, I have an electric vehicle, but I also have a gas-powered one. Um, we are always worried about driving the electric vehicle, and that's the only vehicle my husband and I share, the other one's for the kids, um, down to Rochester because it's yeah. 90 miles. I only get 170 on my – mine's a very old old electric vehicle. So um, I only get 170,000 miles or 180,000. I, I, we get nervous. And then I remember when we were down there, Mark was like panicked. You know, we had 20 miles left and, and some of the electric um, chargers didn't work. So he was running all over Rochester, kind of like panicking. When do you think we'll see greater infrastructure with this grid of superchargers and where you can charge? Jordana, that's a that's a great question and a totally fair fair question, and it's a it's a big area for improvement. Uh, there are some improvements ahead. Um, you know, I, I think Minnesota has done a, a very good job of uh, making some some key investments. We have the opportunity to invest in some charging stations with uh, uh, some funding from a lawsuit, the Volkswagen uh, pollution lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the how we got started. But there's a lot of money coming down to us through the, the uh, federal infrastructure bill, IAJA program, we're going to be receiving $68 million. Um, and uh, we have the opportunity, if the, if the legislature would act, to add you know additional 20% for the required non-federal match, that would make that funding go even further. And, and really what, what the goal with that program is to create, instead of having one plug at a station, uh, they'd be faster and they'd have at least four plugs. So mm. if, uh, if there's a problem with one of the plugs, there's three other options. You don't have to wait in line if somebody's already using it. And so that's really going to improve our network. It's going to take a, a few years to build it out, but um, I, I think there are some improvements ahead. Hey, Brandon, I'm curious to get your take on this. My understanding of history is that people change their mind if they can get more performance performance 
for less money. It's like a light bulb goes off. It's like, why wouldn't I do that? There's still this perception, and I'm curious if it's a reality, that greater Minnesota, people who live well away from the metro, they, they kind of, you know, many of them still are not sure that they can make this work with electric vehicles because of the paucity, you know, the lack of uh, charging stations as you get farther away from the Twin Cities metro. You just talked about that. Uh, just curious, is the legislature on the right track with some of this additional money that's coming in? What else needs to happen where we have as many charging stations as we do gas stations? Well, you, um, first of all, I'll just give a lot of credit to our partners at the rural electric co-ops who are, are really doing a lot of great work to help support their customers that, that are interested in this technology. I don't think there's any reason people in rural areas can't use EVs. I mean, if you look at the, you know, the average miles driven per day, it, it's more like 40 instead of 30 for the metro area. So it's really not a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing is that uh, most charging uh, happens at home. And so, you know, people in rural areas still have garages and they can, just like people in the, in the city, they can do most of their charging at home and benefit from really cheap electric rates. I mean, we're talking about rates that would give you the equivalent of 50 cents to a dollar a gallon for electricity equivalent to, to gasoline. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. And, I, and I think these corridor networks we're building out will help a lot too, to make that feasible. I did the, uh, the calculations. I'm spending about a third as much per mile getting around and I have 300 miles of range. And even on the really, on the coldest days of winter, when it's zero, 10 below, the battery degrades by about 10 or 15 percent. I have mm-hmm. a little bit less range in the winter, and you just plan for that. But it does force you to kind of figure out, all right, tomorrow, how many miles do I have to drive? Do I need to charge it all the way up, or do I keep it kind of in the middle of the bell curve for battery health? But I, the last question I have, with gas so expensive now, I think a lot of people are doing the math, and I couldn't help but notice that uh, the share of EVs doubled in Q1. It went from 2.5% to over 5%. So we still have a long way to go when it comes to electric vehicles, but it seems like more and more Americans are doing the math and trying to figure out if it could work for their household, right? Absolutely. It, I mean, it's, I think it's the fastest growing segment. And so I, I think people, a lot of people are doing that math and um, you know, when you see a bunch of watch the Super Bowl and see a whole bunch of EV ads that has an impact. So it's it's entering the public consciousness and people are becoming more aware of what the benefits are. OK, Brendan Jordan, vice president at Great Plains Institute. We appreciate the education and the positive outlook. I hope this uh, is, you know, all things are coming down the pipe that that you're saying. And it does get easier to be an electric vehicle owner. Yeah. Well, happy Friday. Absolutely. Thank Happy you. Friday. Happy Friday. Happy See you at the Friday, auto Michael. show. I, I will tell you when um, Mark. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's visiting his grandbaby in New York, and I get to drive our car. We, we share this electric vehicle. It is powerful. It is. Yeah. It, it's nice when you have to pass a truck on the highway because you just give it a little bit, and it is zoomy. Instant torque. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Instant torque. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of power. So that's fun. I know. I know. Uh, when we get back, today's terrible trivia, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. I'm warning you, get the card today. David is going to quiz us next. I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I'm, I'm the only mother in the group, so I'm <laughs> supposed to know the answers, right? Uh, yes, you better know all the answers. It, it would be weird if I won this. That would I be know. really it's, troubling. Yeah, it's a Mother's Day quiz. Yeah. David wrote it, but I'm yeah. feeling a lot of pressure. Do I? I mean, I, I, do I have to like bring it so you, that Jordan. you win, Jordana, or or do we just little, see what happens? I mean, it is Mother's Day. I know, I know, but I will let you win, oh. Jor. I will let you win. Okay, okay. at least see, I that's can my do. Mother's Day um, present. I think you have to go. Yeah. I think you have to go first if it's Mother's Day and you're the mother. Okay, right? sounds okay. good. Yes, yes, you do. All right, six multiple. Do I get extra points for having a uterus? No. No. No, sorry. <laughs> Life's not fair. Um, okay, multiple choice questions. Jordana, you go first. Mother's Day is a leading holiday in what way? Most cards given? Or mm. B, most calls made? Or C, mm. most mimosas drinking? Oh, wow. I'm going to go with all three for me, but... Um, that's a nice to have a mimosa. It really is. Um, I'm going to say most cards. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because no, people send Christmas cards, but they're probably cards that they make. David, does it matter if they make them or they buy them? Am I getting too wonky with the question? Uh, yeah, you're yeah. reading too yeah, much. I'm just, getting, I don't know. Yeah. I'm reading guess. too much into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to go with it. I'm still going to say most cards. Oh, the correct oh, answer sure. is actually most calls made reportedly there are approximately 122 million calls made on the second sunday of every year well wow. i guess you Everybody have to calls call mom right have to send a card yeah. yeah that's how it works lazy kids don't send the card <laughs> i hope you guys already sent your cards wait yeah, or bought them is it is it bad form to text your mom that's yes, probably yes. Like, yes, it is. good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's better than an email. Unless the text is, I'm on my way over with flowers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Here's Did you what get I the got flowers you I sent? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's right. talk a little That's bit about the history of Mother's Day. The history of Mother's Day can be traced back to who? Hallmark? A, <laughs> Ann Jarvis. B, what? Florence Nightingale. Or C, Eleanor Roosevelt. I actually know this one. Oh man, you really? I'm surprised. Okay. I'll go, well, I'm an Eleanor Roosevelt fan, so it's probably wrong, but I'll go with Eleanor. No, it's yeah, it's Anne. It is, it is Anne Jarvis mm-hmm. during uh, during and following the Civil War. Anne Jarvis tried to build friendship and community between mothers of both sides of the war. How fun is that? Wow, and she Goes started back to the Civil War. She started a commu- a committee. Huh. In 1868, which established the first glimmer of today's holiday we now celebrate as Mother's Day. Wow. And then she got really mad. By the end of her life, she became very angry that Mother's Day was becoming so commercialized and fought against it. Said we shouldn't do it anymore because it was becoming too commercial. 
That I thought it was Hallmark. That's correct. I'm being serious. <laughs> I thought Hallmark <laughs> decreed this holiday. I think they invented Valentine's. Well, no, that's St. Mm. Valentine. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah. They invented all right. Anyway. All right, I get another shot because I'm still losing. Well, we're both That's, Yeah, you're both just We're losing. tied. Yeah. We both suck. Yeah. Jordana, Mother's Day became an official U.S. holiday in what year? 1885 or 1914 or 1922? Um, well, I'm going to say 1885 because you said it started during the Civil War. I know maybe it became official a whole lot later, but I'm going to say 1885. Oh, George. Oh, I'm sorry. In my last, to be fair, in my last question, I did say she established in the 1800s a committee with a glimmer of today's (sighs) holiday. It didn't become a national holiday until Woodrow Wilson signed Mother's Mother's Day into law in 1914. 1914. <gasps> you guys are terrible. Uh, hey, you're only off by 40 yeah. years. It's fine. Damn it's those close. prior presidents. Um, they obviously didn't love their mothers. Paul. Hmm. Yes. The most popular yes. Mother's Day gift is jewelry, chocolate, or flowers. The most popular um, Mother's Day gift. I, I think it has to be between flowers and chocolate. And man, it's. I'm going to go. I think if it's your sweetheart, your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, I would think, well, yeah, even then. I'm going to go with uh, flowers. Yes! Uh, flowers is correct. Get this approximately one quarter, a fourth of all flowers purchased throughout the year are bought for Mother's Day. A quarter. Wow. A quarter. Whoa. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay, I believe that. Can I just brag a little bit? Sure. I did get Hmm. a delivery today, and it's from my oldest. Marley sent me flowers from... Wasn't that sweet? I said she shouldn't have wasted her money, but it was really (laughs) sweet. Yes, she should have. She sent me flowers, and she sent me sunflowers, because those are my favorite, and they make me so happy to look at. So she sent me sunflowers. Sunflowers. Very Kansas of you. Good job. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, Okay. Who are we back to now? Jordana? Well, me. Jordan, and I'm yeah. trying to catch up on, on Mother's right, Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordana, <laughs> what is the average age of a first-time mother in the U.S.? What's the average age of a first-time mother? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 20, oh, man. 23, 26, or 29? I love stumping you guys. 20, 26. <laughs> That's oh. correct. And it's up. 26. Uh, 26 is correct. It was 24 back in 2000. So it, just in, yeah. in the last couple decades, it's gone up two years. People are waiting longer. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had my first kid at 31. Well, really? Paul, mm-hmm. Paul, when did you? Oh, you're not a mother. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was. Uh, when, did your, see, my... when did your wife have her? Or if you're allowed to say the math on that. Uh, she was 24 and I was 26. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What um, about you, David? When did you and Katrina? Oh, How old was uh, Katrina? It's a great question. If uh, uh, we well, were that's easy both, math, my friend. We were both uh, 31, I believe. Yeah. There yeah. you go. See, yeah. 31. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, well, right. maybe, right. no, she was 30. She turned 31 the day after our firstborn. Oh, they have birthdays fun. They apart yeah. from each other anyway. 
I was um, I was twenty nine and Lori was twenty seven. I'm sorry, I, I was off. It's math. Yeah. It's math, George. I should have asked George to slide, do the yeah. math. Slide rule broken over there, Paul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed a new slide rule. Okay, one more, Paul. You can win it with this. Mother's Day is celebrated um, all over the world in all sorts of unique celebrations and ways. Different cultures, different mm-hmm. countries celebrate Mother's Day differently. Which of these is an actual description of a Mother's Day celebration throughout the world? A, in India... People celebrate a festival that pays homage to the uh, the goddess of mothers, Durga, in a 10-day festival that features a statue of a woman with eight arms. Or, in, ne- in the Netherlands, they celebrate moms each August with a cheese festival where mothers compete for the best wheels of cheese. Uh, or, C... Uh, what? Boy. Oh, boy. I love stumping you. Uh, C, <sighs> in Spain, fathers are expected to take care of their kids all day on Mother's Day so that mothers can do whatever they want. That's a real Mother's Day. And only one of those is right? Only one of those is right. I made up the other two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, with B. I'm going to go with B. No, you, you went with the I, cheese? Can I change my answer? <laughs> the I cheese? Because I'm kind of in the mood for some cheese right oh, no, now. No, the I'm real hungry. answer is the one in India where they celebrate Durga, the, of course. the eight arms. Durga. The other one, the, the Spain what? one is actually what my tradition is at our house on Mother's Day. Amen. I just take the yeah. kids and mm-hmm. Katrina gets mystery Katrina time. No one knows where she goes or what she yep. does, but she gets the day to yep. herself. Wow. Yep. My ex husband still asks me, do you want them or do you not want them? Yes, exactly. Amen. (laughs) I want them. Don't worry. They're coming. They're coming. Uh, That was fun. Thank you, David. And happy Mother's Day to all. No, happy Mother's Day to you, Jordana. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. It will be. All right. Make Max talking sports next on CCO. Maxie's Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate, Mike Max at. Target Field with some breaking yep. Twins news. Some good news about uh, Carlos Correa's finger, right? Yeah. Carlos Correa is uh, scheduled to meet us here in the media shortly. Uh, but the good news is it's not fractured. And so they're going to call it day right. by day. He won't play tonight. He probably won't play, you know, I would imagine the next couple days. Uh, but they were worried that it was fractured. The CT scan came back and said it was not. And so, therefore, he can uh, resume activities as soon as he feels up to speed. Uh, Royce Lewis will make his debut here. Uh, Royce is a talented shortstop that they drafted uh, two years ago, and everybody's been waiting for his debut ever since. Two years ago with COVID, he played the inter-squad uh, series over in St. Paul, and then last year he missed the entire season with an ACL. Uh, he's been playing for the St. Paul Saints, playing well so far this year, so he'll make his debut tonight. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, Luis Arise, Dylan Bundy on the COVID list. So they're not here. Um, hmm. No other players as of today have tested positive for COVID. Uh, one other non-uniform uh, member of the organization uh, did, so they will not be here. Uh, Derek Felvey, the general manager of the Minnesota Twins, has tested positive for COVID as well. Wow. Not that they need his bat in the lineup, uh, but he just press conference sure. with us via Zoom from his home. So I think that's the latest. Uh, on the COVID report and the Carlos Correa report, but all of a sudden there's just a whole lot of news coming out of here uh, right now. I'm standing right outside the dugout as we await uh, uh, both Carlos Correa and to see Royce Lewis uh, in a major league uniform out here. 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. that is a lot of news and interesting yeah, stuff. News. Be- yeah, yeah and interesting um, stuff. Yeah, and they play. Oh, by surprising. the way, they play the Oakland A's tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Minor thanks. That too. That, yeah. That's yeah. It. Uh, so you're outside the dugout. I mean, it's an unbelievably yeah. beautiful day for baseball. Oh. Uh, you seeing anybody? What's the vibe? Are people coming oh, early? Byron, Byron Buxton just walked by me. He gave me a nod, you know, so uh, I'm that close to the action right here. The pitchers are here warming up right now. And uh, and then the rest of them will uh, will be out here shortly. So uh, they, they didn't take batting practice today. Normally, this would be a time when we sit around the uh, uh, the cage and watch guys uh, take swings yeah. and, then, and then visit with them. But because the, the extended uh, the, the road trip ended with a night game last night, uh, they gave them batting practice off. They shut down the clubhouse. Uh, just, you know, COVID concerns, and, and they're on the side of caution. And so uh, we're, we're just sitting here and waiting, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, Maxie, game didn't... three, as you know, the playoff, uh, the Wild versus the Blues. What has to happen for the Wild to keep this going? The Wild are playing the St. Louis Blues in Game 3, and uh, that should be – yeah, this could be interesting because if they win one on two here, easier said than done, uh, they come back uh, home with home ice. But there's no guarantee that – St. Louis is a really good team, and they don't make many mistakes. And so when you watch the St. Louis Blues – uh, you're watching a team that just knows how to get it done. And it's going to be interesting to see if the uh, Wild can uh, shake that psyche at all tonight. Now, the Blues are a little bit banged up, including uh, Nick Letty, who's an uh, Eden Prairie native and, and former Gopher, uh, who's won a cup in his past in Chicago, didn't play the other night, so we don't know what his status is. Uh, but Letty is uh, uh, kind of a key to that uh, team because in terms of depth of defensemen. So they, they do have a couple of things that you've you got to study with the Blues to see who's healthy tonight. Okay. Maxie, are you all set for Mother's Day? Do you have your cards? Do you have your gifts? I'm all set, man. Yep, yep, all good. Uh, uh, You know, the standard stuff, lots of chocolate in case there's any left over. You know the deal. I get it. The gift of cash. Um, yeah. Cash goes a long way, Maxie. Yes, cash goes a long way. I know know you want to get back to the the twins, (laughs) but it is Friday, so what is making you happy today, Maxie? Well, I just saw Royce Lewis pop out here, so it's kind of fun to see him. Uh, the weather, though, I mean, come on, come on. I, I tried to be yeah. in a bad mood today, and I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? That's how nice yeah. the weather is. I tried to be angry and cantankerous, and I couldn't. I couldn't help but be happy and grateful because of the weather. So uh, I'm going to start with the weather and, and the fact that I'm out here covering a Twins game anytime. And I did a radio show this morning, and I get to do the 6 and 10 and the 5 tonight Um let us never forget uh, to be grateful, right? Amen. Hardest working You're man right. in showbiz. Thanks, Maxie. You're you welcome have about a the weather, weekend, Mike. Guys. Happy Mother's Day, Jor. Thanks, love. Yeah. Thanks, love. And and I want everybody to think about that. We're doing the happy hour. We're taking live calls. I'll open yep. up the text line, yep. 651-461-9226. You can start sending us your texts for happy hour now, 651-461-9226. So uh, start that now, and we'll be reading them at 550. And when we come back, I need some help. With, well, yeah, that's a loaded statement. I need lots of help. But why are birds crashing into our windows? I am living angry birds at my house, and I don't know why. Please help. That's coming up next.